Chicago Lighthouse Media presents The Unseen Show Hosted by Sandy Morillo, Brett Shishkoff, and Michael Collins I, I think with baseball and being opening day for uh, the Cubs Brett has now reunited with Poet and he uses uh, his guide dog to get you around What's the what's the go to method for uh, finding you know dates and stuff in Chicago when? Welcome to the Unseen Show. Uh, I'm Mike Colling. I'm joined by Sandy Mario and Brett Shishkoff. Uh, we are three millennials who uh, have three very distinct perspectives on life. Uh, Sandy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, so welcome everyone. First of all, uh, we are broadcasting from Chris Radio here at the Chicago Lighthouse, which is where all three of us work. I am Sandy, um, a 30-year-old woman. Um, I work here both at Chris and our development department. But in general, you know, there's many things that I enjoy. Um, we will be covering more of that in all of our shows, but... Um, I myself am completely blind, have been most of my life, and so, you know, I believe I have a interesting perspective um, on life in general. Excellent, excellent. And Brett, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Brett Shishkoff. I actually work for Chris Radio as well. I lost my sight uh, about mm, almost four years ago now, and I am a... Uh, big fan of sports, uh, so I enjoy my fantasy sports as well. So I'm currently in uh, uh, fantasy baseball uh, is currently what I'm doing. Along with, uh, I am a big binge watcher of Netflix and Amazon and uh, Bookworm as well. And I go out to the theaters around the city. So I like to get out and about. And I also like to sit on my butt and enjoy some good old-fashioned uh, TV shows, movies, audiobooks, whatever tickles my fancy. Well, and certainly not least, how about you, Mike? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Mike Colling. I'm 31 years old. I work here at the Chicago Lighthouse with Sandy and Brett. I am uh, fully sighted, uh, so I come with a different perspective on things than Sandy and Brett will have. And uh, I'm just excited to, you know, have some great conversation and get to know you guys a little better and, and figure out. And have fun. Yeah, have fun. Um <laughs> So we're just kind of getting in today. I mean, it's supposed to be the first day of spring. Clearly, that is it not sure the case. It sure doesn't feel like it, Mike. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's woke up to snow this morning. Was that fun for you guys? Oh, yeah, no, very fun. I, I think with <laughs> baseball and being opening day for uh, the Cubs and then with the White Sox, they're in their second series. Both of them are trying to get in games, and I believe the Cubs game got postponed until tomorrow because we decided, you know, it's almost the middle of April and we needed a snow shower to come on through. Mother Nature decided that, Brett, not us. That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so we have the baseball season currently going on. And, you know, hey, Mike, I'm just wondering, do you have any uh, predictions on uh, World Series or is it too early for you to even think about that? Well, I'm a, I'm a home team kind of guy, Brett, so, I mean, as a Cubs fan, you know that I'm putting the Cubs in there. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you have some differing opinions on uh, who you root for. You're not exactly a big fan of the Wrigley Field people, are you? I am more of a White Sox fan. I've grown up pretty much watching the White Sox. I uh, 
I enjoy going to the games. I've been to Wrigley and uh, now Guaranteed Rate Field uh, since I've lost my sight, and so I have some experience with both the fields. And they both have their challenges, but I do have a favorite um, just because of the accommodations that they offer over there at uh, Guaranteed Rate specifically. And, I mean, for I'm from another standpoint, you know, I live in Wrigleyville, mm-hmm. so it's super easy for me to just walk over to the stadium and catch a ball game. You know, you guys are dealing with a different travel circumstance. Brett, I know you mm-hmm. live, what, up northwest of the city? Yeah, I'm on the north side. Um, so me coming to Wrigley, uh, it would just be either taking the L or a bus. It's not too bad. I, It's kind of funny. The last time I was at a Cubs game, me and my dad were standing outside the field, and I had three or four people say, here, you want these tickets? They're free. Don't really? So wow. I'm thinking I might do that a couple times this year just to see how many f- pairs of free tickets I can get. Um, it'll just be for me. Maybe I can get, start to make some money on the side that way. <laughs> That's um, it. But it was kind of cool. I was just standing there with my cane at the time. I didn't have Poet. And, uh, yeah, people just started coming up to me saying, you want these uh, th- these two tickets? And I'm like, uh, we already got some, but I'll have to keep that in mind for next time. <laughs> so, Not by next time you see me. Yeah, yep. tickets. So, but the travel itself for, like, getting to the game, uh, there is, like, the park and ride. That's how I actually have gone with my, like, my family or friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a free park and ride that uh, you just park and then you get on the bus and it takes you right in front of the field and oh, so nice. uh that's kind of a good way to do it and I, I have taken the l to wrigley and it, it's a pretty uh easy trek there the leaving gets a little hard uh-huh. because you know people have already been you know if they've won they're happy and a little uh, you know under the influence <laughs> or if they've lost they're a lot under the influence and a little grumpy so uh the leaving is a little bit harder than the getting there sure just to say, so Brett Brett has now reunited with Poet, and he uses uh, his guide dog to get around. So when he is talking about using the L, he's usually uh, talking about the fact that he's a poet. Sandy operates with a cane, so she gets around a little differently. Sandy, if you were needing to get to the ball game, would you then have to take the pace paratransit? Or? You know, I think that with something like that, um, I first of all, I would probably go with family or friends and then you get it you know we're getting into spring and we're theoretically supposed to see the sun and mm-hmm. have some warm days and, and not mm-hmm. be totally terrible outside but in the winter you know i have to ask you know sandy you're getting around with the cane and obviously brett you're getting around with poet is it is it more perilous do you just feel like oh i might slip on an ice patch just because like i can you yeah, know I, yeah, obviously definitely. i'm able to see where snow is where ice is and all that where if, if there's a big pile a big mound or something like that is that is, is that a challenge an obstacle it is Huge. a it is a big one i definitely for myself uh through the winter i will take like paratransit or a taxi to more places if i know that there's potential moisture on the ground that can be slick so your snow there's a snow rain mix anything like that that could potentially be ice on there uh, on on the ground i will take other ways uh Mm -hmm. to make sure that i avoid the possible chance of me slipping off of a curb into traffic i i normally uh go on the air of caution when it comes to my safety and so some other guide dog users will just doesn't matter rain snow uh, sunshine, it doesn't matter. They're out there with their guide dogs every single day. Me, I'm a little bit different. I I don't really like being out in ice, and I don't like the idea of me possibly missing a step and then slipping on some ice and 
falling, breaking my head open, any of those type of things. So mm-hmm. the the travel in the winter, it, it definitely is a bit different. And, like, even when the, the pavement's wet, yeah. when you have, like, the road noise, so you, you get refractions of the noise off the mm-hmm. building, and that can throw you off of you think there's a car that's actually closer to you than it actually is because it's being hit off of the building that's right next to you. And so I get a lot of this feedback that's actually not correct information. So traveling uh, in winter or when there's moisture on the pavement when the cars are going, it adds an extra amount of noise that's hard to kind of determine if there's a car actually 50 feet away or maybe is it on top of me. So those are things that are, are a little bit more challenging, especially in the winter um, with the ice and snow and water that's, that builds up on the streets. And that is a good point, Brett, about the sounds because, you know, snow, it, it muffles. I know that as someone, you know, as a cane traveler, it definitely muffles like the echoes uh, because, you know, as blind people, we do rely a lot on our sense of, uh, on our sense of you know, sound, hearing mm-hmm. where we are so that we can get oriented. Well, with the, you know... Hopefully we get some warm weather here and spring can actually spring. We're in, what, the second false winter of uh, the season. And yep. I'm really looking forward to getting outside and taking advantage of uh, get, getting some outdoor activity in, taking in some baseball games or anything else that you guys are super excited about for spring and summer in the city here. Well, I think just getting everything. It, yeah, just kind of <laughs> getting out there, being right. able to hang out with some friends outside. Yeah. Um, my friends. My friends like to go to, like, Navy Pier a few times throughout the I year because they have the fireworks and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we will go eat on a patio somewhere because yeah. all of the Chicago restaurants seem to have a patio nowadays. Yeah. And so it ends up we'll just kind of all meet someplace, um, eat, and then we'll just walk down to Navy Pier or take a bus, whatever. Um, and so that's been kind of fun. I haven't done it with Poet. Uh, he's not a big fan of fireworks. I can't so, imagine. He's <laughs> so, <laughs> not uh, really taking it in. I don't know if I'll do that this year with Poet. So, yeah, I will probably end up just bringing my cane instead of uh, bringing Poet to Navy Pier to meet up with my friends. Yeah. those And the Navy Pier fireworks are sort of an underrated thing. I, th- I feel like when yeah. people move to the city or even if they're you know from the suburbs, even if they're not moving in from fully out of town, it's not something that a lot of people know about. No. The mm-hmm. Navy Pier fireworks on Wednesday and Saturday nights, mm-hmm. I think it is. and. Yeah. I used to, I mean, I used to totally use that to my advantage. I found it was like a great first date thing. I, oh, yeah. I, it was mm-hmm. like, I would always take, you know, take some, if you go to something like Jazz at the Shed, which they have on Wednesday nights, you know, mm-hmm. you get a bottle of wine and you walk around the Shed Aquarium after hours and then the patio overlooks the Navy Pier fireworks yeah. Mm-hmm. on yeah. Wednesday nights. It's just like a, a cool thing that people don't really know is going on. I mean... And now, you know, winter's ending, so it's uh, the end of cuffing season, so we're getting back into, people are getting back out and about there. And uh, you guys, uh, what's the what's the go-to method for uh, finding, you know, Potential dates and dates. stuff in Chicago when uh, when you're blind or visually impaired? What's, what's the protocol there? Well, I know for myself, I'm a person who, when I'm going on dates with people, I'm more of like, have I had a conversation with them, like, face-to-face? Uh, my last couple girlfriends, they actually were people that I saw on like a daily, uh, like either one of them lived at the apartment building that they, they worked at the apartment building I live at. Mm. And then the other one actually I worked with. So it ends up like these were people that I had regular contact with. 
And so that's how I have dated since I've lost my sight. I know, like, for me now, I actually am part of a few different, like, Facebook groups, so I talk to people that way. Um, and, you know, they've set up, like, Skype calls and that type of thing. So I prefer to be able to have, like, a conversation, not like a text conversation, but being able to hear somebody's voice, their feelings um, that are coming through, what they're saying. I think you can get a better handle of the person's, like, their personality comes out when you hear them talking instead of through text sometimes. Yeah. You kind of it gets lost in translation. Somebody's trying to be sarcastic through a text, and you can't get tone. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> now we do have emojis, right? But still, it's not yeah. the same Just, as like being able to hear somebody's and you know sense of humor come out through a text as much as when they right. say it themselves. When you guys and your guys' phones both talk can talk the the texts that are sent to you. Yes, right? we yep. both and use I. So when someone sends an emoji, does it say laughing face emoji? It actually does, Mike. Is yep. that like how it yep. It'll translate say it? smiling face, winking yeah. f- winking face with stuck out tongue. Yep. <laughs> it goes the full nine on <laughs> it. Yeah, it All gives right. you a pretty detailed description. The voiceover is pretty good on uh, the iPhone. I don't know exactly how detailed the emoji descriptions get on the Google mm-hmm. yeah. um, specifically, mm-hmm. but I know for the iPhone, it's pretty descriptive of what you actually are uh, having sent to you. So it'll be like if people put like their hands pressed together, mm-hmm. uh, it'll actually even give you skin tone. Yep. So they have oh, the really? skin yeah. tones. Oh, because uh, yeah, they changed that recently. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you actually will get like, uh, it'll be uh, hands uh, pressed together. Uh, white pair of hands pressed together and then it'll be black pair of hands pressed together uh-huh. and so it gives you the skin tone um you know when it's like a drink or a pizza emoji mm-hmm. any of those that'll describe them exactly so All it's right. pretty pretty cool that they actually have been able to figure that out and like even now like facebook is starting to give you some feedback of like what's in a picture mm. it's getting there oh, it's still, like, you know yeah. okay and so i think like, that it, that's probably what is going to be next for like you know the tinders that are out there mm-hmm. um online dating i think they're going to probably start using even like microsoft has their for they have the seeing ai app which right. has some type of like artificial intelligence that describes a little bit of what you're being what you're seeing through the camera or through the pictures that you're taking um so i think we're a couple years into you know probably you could do online dating as a blind person without too many issues. Like I think most of the time now, if I'm looking through somebody's profile, I probably am looking for specific things that we have in common, just like anyone yeah. else does. Yeah. Uh, I can't really go off of their pictures. So right. it's more of, do I see something in the, their profile that, that really is me and that other person having something in common? Sandy, how about you? Do I know, you know, for, the sighted community, obviously, dating apps are a huge thing. You know, there's a million of them out there, and mm-hmm. everybody, everyone has its own little thing that it's known for, and right. all that. Sandy and and Brett too, you've touched on a little bit. What is so? This is not something that you guys are regularly interacting with, though. Sandy, you're not using like Tinder, or Bumble, or any of the other ones. You know, it's a lot of people have asked me, and no, I have never <laughs> used <laughs> any of those apps. And I think partly it's because of that same reason that a lot of these apps are so much, so picture based mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I just don't feel that um, I would really get much out of. Right. I can't look at the uh, person's picture. Right. I'm more also like Brett with Facebook. Like I might, you know, look over their profile and see if, you know, there's something that we have in common. 
um, likes, dislikes, yeah. where we're from. Um, you know, I usually start by, you know, looking up, looking them up that way. If it's someone that, um, you know, maybe I haven't met yet. But that's another point, though. I personally on Facebook and different social media sites, I will only uh, friend people that, you know, we either have a number of mutual Mutuals. friends mm-hmm. or that I actually know. Um, yeah, I normally am a little bit different in like the way I add people on Facebook is I've had a conversation with them yeah, and then I will add them after I've had a conversation with them. Most of the time, if somebody just adds me and I don't recognize the name, um, I probably won't won't accept Except. it just because there are so many like scams that are out there, right. scammers yep. and stuff that yeah. are just trying to get information from you yeah. that now I pretty much only people that I actually have had direct contact conversations with. Um, and normally I'll just say, I'm going to add you as a friend or they'll tell me, I'm going to add you as a friend, keep an eye open. This is my full name. Um, and so that, that's kind of how I've done it. Um, I'm more, I think I do it a little bit like backwards of what most people do when mm-hmm. it's on like going online. I would rather, be able to like have a conversation with somebody. And if that person perks my interest, I'll go and do more research on that person. And so like, I think we all kind of do that little background. You know, social media stalking is is a totally normal thing that people do. It's the trend nowadays. I think if you, if you're, you're just trying to make sure that you're not walking into, uh, a situation where you have nothing in common with that person and you're just sitting there and quiet or even worse that this Mm -hmm. person's just, you say the wrong thing and they're just going to blow up at you. I think there's certain things that we try and look for those warning signs before we get ourselves in a situation that we can't get ourselves out of. Yeah. Um, so I just know myself, I, um, I have not really thought about getting into the online dating thing, but now, um, my faith has kind of kept me from that. I'm Christian. And so it keeps me from like thinking, uh, it feels like I'm forcing God's hand to be able to find somebody for me. Yeah. And so now I've had some people who are my friends who have been Christian and, and they, they've kind of talked me into th- maybe thinking about it a second uh, time just because they said, well, I'm kind of shy and it's hard for me to get out there. And this was a good way for us to kind of break the ice. Both of us are really shy. And so I've, I've, I've seen some right. very, very happy relationships from online dating, Sure, but I always felt like God was going to put that person in my life. Just if I was doing what God was calling me to do, then that person would show up in my life. If I'm meant to be with them, it'll happen. That was kind of my mindset. Now I'm kind of just interested to see what it's like and maybe yeah. I'm meeting some new people. I, I did it when I had sight when I was younger and like going out of high school and to early college. I did get on a couple online dating sites just to kind of meet some new people. Um, I did go and meet a couple of them. My friends would actually drive me out there because at the time I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a little bit different of me being able to kind of it would be similar now that if I had to go meet somebody out in the middle of nowhere, I'd probably have to have somebody drive me there and that person yeah. would have to be okay. Or that person would have to come and drive all the way to me. Yeah. Um, and those become harder to find when you're a person uh, who can't drive trying to find that person to accommodate you. Uh, it gets a little bit difficult, especially as like a guy. A lot of times I think girls want to be the one picked up. Um, you know, the old fashioned sure. girls, they want that chivalry there. And I think sometimes as a guy, me not being able to do that, it gets a little difficult to feel like, okay, I have to find a specific girl that's not looking for that guy that has to come and pick them up and come to their door 
someone, I guess, more liberal or traditional. Traditional, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. And yeah. S- Sandy, is that what you expect? Is that is that what, what Sandy Mario expects? The the person to come to the door, pick you up, and take you out, or is it more I mean, casual? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a very casual, laid back type of person, so it's like, you know, if they can come and get me, mm-hmm. awesome. But if not, you know, I'm sure we'll find yeah. the way to each other. Um, but no, for me, as far as dating Mike and Brett. I'm willing uh, to give, you know, sites like Tinder and all of the other, these other dating uh, sites a try. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, growing up, <laughs> like <laughs> like you, you know, both of you, we grew up during a time where, like, the Internet was still in its early stages. And yep. mm-hmm. dating websites were, you know, just slowly popping up. Absolutely. And we, you know, also grew up hearing about, uh, like, all the different scams mm-hmm. and you know, different things that went on. I think that's partly why I'm a little leery of, mm-hmm. you know, t- dating websites. I, I know that they work for some people. You know, I, f- I have friends who found their um, their partner on the dating site and yeah. they're doing awesome. They have an awesome relationship. But um, I don't know. I'm just very leery. I'm a type of person that, you know, maybe, yeah, I might get to know you a little bit on on facebook or on social media in general but i i have to actually meet the person right. you know have a conversation um i think i think having the conversation with that person especially if it's face to face yeah i think it gets a little bit easier because yes. then i don't have to have the awkward conversation like online with them telling them oh yeah and by the way i'm blind uh, that's the other uh, thing and that's uh, and that's so, what i was gonna say when yeah. we t- brought the topic up about driving or whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah. cause that is another factor um, of explaining to the person, like, you're having this conversation online and like, oh, by the way, I'm blind, so I can't, I can't drive yeah. to you or whatever. And then be. I have a question. Have, have either of you ever gone out on a blind date? <laughs> no pun intended, but well, you know what I mean? Uh, like, like you've been set up and you've had to come and meet this new person and there's, is there the expectation that they know that you guys have a visual disability or is it that you come in and that's sort of the first thing they notice because... You know, obviously, you'll have Poet with you and Sandy. I'd imagine you'd have your cane with you. So it's, you know, you're not coming in with the representation that you're going to trick somebody like, like you know, bad rom-com. But I ha- I've, I've had a situation where my friends have invited me out to meet someone that they thought would be good for me. And I did not know that I was supposed to be mm-hmm. like kind of going on a quote unquote blind date, double date. Yeah. All right. I did not know this at the time. And so sure. they said, well, why didn't you talk to her more? And I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, I thought we were just all hanging out. Right. They're like, well, we were thought you guys would be great together. I'm like, I didn't know that that's what your plan was. I'm sorry. I thought she was fun to talk to, mm-hmm. but I, I know you guys more. I thought you guys knew her more. And so the conversation would have just been between all of us instead of just one-on-one me having a conversation with her. If I knew that that's what you guys wanted then maybe a situation where you guys oh i'm gonna go over there and check out something like we met at a um like a dave and busters okay um and so it ended up that they could have went someplace else yeah yeah. and i could have been able to chat with her more but they didn't they stayed there the entire time so if they really wanted it to be a date (laughs) they would have given me an opportunity to explore that conversation one-on-one with that person right and that's normally when you can start to really get to know somebody because when they're in the group you normally don't share every little detail of your life when you're one-on-one with that person 
if you feel like a connection there, you will open up and you'll be able to kind of share a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. And so like when you're in a group, the conversation didn't really get personal. Right. It just kind of just talked about random stuff that was going on. Yeah. Um, so I never been on like a blind date one on one with somebody, no, but as of being like set up without knowing I was being set up. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've had that happen. <laughs> yep. How about you, Sandy? You know, I've never been on a literally blind date. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I, I have a feeling it'll be interesting uh, the first time it, it does happen because yeah. I'm, you know, if I have a situation similar to Brett's, like I being blind, I might not get the cues, you know, that, right. that's what we were set up for. And, you know, if the other person don't leave, the other people don't leave, then I'm not going to know that we were supposed to, you know, <laughs> get right. to know each other. And yeah, the social dynamic is yes, definitely that's a lot a, harder uh-huh. because like. You know, when I could see, maybe my friend would kind of give me like a wink or like, hey, like nudge me over or like kind of give you some type of feedback from a gesture that I cannot pick up unless they literally push me into that person. Like that would literally be the only thing that I could actually understand (laughs) is if they kind of like came up to me and like nudge me in the side like, hey, go for it. Like I wouldn't really have any other other understanding of what they were trying to get across. Because when I could see, maybe I'd have a mm-hmm. you know one of my guys be like, hey, "Man, I think she likes you," and right, you know right. that type right. of look, like you know, kind of a little nod to the right or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't get those anymore. Exactly. I don't. I don't actually get even like if I'm having a conversation with someone and they look like they're bored or they need to get going. I don't get any of that feedback anymore. And so sometimes maybe that person needs to kind of maybe touch me on the arm and say, "Hey, man, I gotta go." You know, right. we don't really get those social dynamic. And so that that's really what it comes down to, especially even on dates. Like we want to be – we don't want awkward silences, yeah. but we don't right. want to over-talk. What's, and, Brett, you mentioned something interesting when you said that, you know, obviously having dated uh, in Chicago in my 20s using apps, not using apps, whatever it is, you notice uh-huh. – all sorts of different reasons that people have, you know, that are cagey, that are, they do this, they do that. Mm-hmm. They can't make their mind up on things. And you were kind of touched on, you know, having walls up with people until you get to know them better. Is that something that you feel like having a visual disability, you know, you have to be extra careful with stuff like that, that yeah. you're more likely to have your walls up longer. There's got, there's, there takes a lot more time to break that down. I, I definitely feel like it has been a bit of a challenge for me to trust people since I've lost my sight. I myself have lost quite a few friends since then. And so now, um, the, this one person that I liked at the time, I thought there was something there. And when I lost my sight, poof, gone. Mm-hmm. And so since that happened, I myself have a very few amount of friends and people that I actually let in deeply. It takes a lot of time for me to really fully, trust them and right. I've even like noticed myself of I always was a person who put myself out there and the person wouldn't reciprocate and so now I've kind of gone the exact opposite direction of like I don't reciprocate and the other person's putting in so much emotion and that's you know in these last couple uh, relationships that I've had that's really what it came down to is I myself being blind mm-hmm. have felt so uncomfortable still that I don't feel like I fit in the relationship correctly and so that's really what it's come down to is like it, I still don't have the confidence in myself that as a blind person that someone would actually want to like stick around. And so my hesitancy is far more now than it ever was when I could see. Mm. 
So yeah, it, it has changed dramatically on on the trust factor. Yeah. Um, just because of how many people that I felt were so close to me, friend wise, how fast they could leave, um, it does make you a little gun shy when when right. trusting people again. Yeah, I mean there is that factor. Um, you know whether we want to realize it or not. Um, as people with disabilities or who are blind, um, we do have to pay more attention. Like as much as I would like to trust every single person that comes into my life, you know, I know that there are people maybe not with the best of intentions Mm -hmm. or, you know, that maybe in reality don't, don't want to date me or have a friendship for me. Maybe they want to, you know take advantage which yeah. you know hasn't happened you know i've been very fortunate but um is there wood in the studio what was it? <laughs> right knock on wood um so it's you know as as i i am a person that you know likes or would like to trust everyone but right. i know that's not possible so it's like you know even when i meet someone for the first time i'm very reserved to very you know, close, keep stuff to myself. But once I actually get to know them several mm-hmm. times, that's when I might, might start opening more. Right. And, you know, if they, um, if they also, if they're open to me as well, you know, and I can sense that, you know, this is a person that I can trust. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as dating, you know, it's something that I tell the person straight up you know i'm blind um because there is that hesitation like if it's a sighted person they might be like oh she's blind how is she gonna you know Mm -hmm. get around or how is she gonna even do things for herself right so i'm just you know straightforward about it and you know if the person likes me for who i am you know that's wonderful and if not i mean it's 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 hard certainly, but mm-hmm. it, it's their loss. Yeah, you know? absolutely. One of the biggest thing is that we get, or at least I got when I lost my sight. People are like, "How are you texting me?" And <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah. "Well, there's a voice, an artificial voice that's on my yeah. phone that actually reads off what I'm typing and what you are typing to me." Yeah. And so I would kind of like let them know at the time, like it might take me a little while to respond because voice to text isn't the most reliable. It's gotten a lot better, but still you get those mistakes. And sometimes I just laugh at them so much and I'm like, I have to send this. So I won't even like correct the mistakes sometimes (laughs) on my text. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll just send another text of what I meant to say is, (laughs) right. I know. know. But I thought that was so funny. I had to send it to you originally. And so we would both get a chuckle out of it. So it is something that like a lot of times when you're talking to someone new who doesn't understand, like, like how a blind person can actually communicate yeah. through technology, you kind of have to give them the little kind of rundown of how exactly a person who's blind can text yeah. and yeah. read what it, they're sending to me. Um, so that was kind of fun when I first lost my sight, explaining that to every single one of my friends of yeah. me trying to communicate with them and then having to give them a little tutorial right at the right. beginning. That's a great icebreaker, too. I feel like <laughs> I anytime you're online, right. you see the, the meme or the uh, or, or something or, you know, there's always articles that are, mm-hmm. you know, 17 horrible dating text fails. And I yep. feel like that's, you know, sometimes it could be a good icebreaker, a good right. way to open yeah. the door to a conversation just by saying something goofy by accident. But, yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's funny because we, we all kind of, you know, 
no matter your position in life, it, it feels like the common theme still just is, is the same. Like I, myself, when I was dating, uh, you know, trust is a huge thing. And mm-hmm. when you are meeting someone that you haven't met before and you're meeting them kind of through this online platform and you're just, you know, there's an ease to it because you can see, you know, based on their profile that you have things in common, mm-hmm. but you don't know what they're like as a person. You don't know if they're good or bad or yeah, what they yeah. are. So there's this inherent trust issue that comes with that, like the, the online dating thing and not being someone's friend before you start, a, you know, a romantic relationship. It's, it's it, you know, that's a very common thing that is just part of, I feel like, the platform of it all. And, and mm-hmm. you know, when you when you talk about getting to know somebody before you want to go on dates with them, it just, it seems so correct. But it's just the way that society is built today that it's just so, everything is so fast-paced and so immediate, immediate gratification is so important mm-hmm. that you kind of throw that to the wayside and take that issue on head-on when you go on these online dates. But you still internally have this major struggle with the trust stuff. So it's... I mean, I feel like that's a common theme for everyone. Yeah, I think also like people when they're online, they have a tendency to put on their best face. Mm-hmm. Like they try and put on what they think everybody is going to want. Because like I just remember like girls, they would try and put these specific pictures up because it would show off certain parts of their body Mm -hmm. or like guys would be you know they'd have their shirt off showing off their six-pack because they know that that's what attracts certain types of girls and so i think that a lot of times we we, when we're online we try and shine ourselves up without showing Mm -hmm. the vulnerabilities or the different things that make us who we are right um and so that's that's the big thing is i think that sometimes online dating can be a little bit you're not fully getting an understanding of what somebody is. So yes, we should be doing that like pre pre game right. uh, research, but we also should be hesitant because that's not exactly the person on who they are right. when you actually meet them. Because sometimes that, that information ends up being completely, totally different once we actually, um, you know, end up right. being, uh, like we meet up together. And and I have a question. So when you when you do, you know, agree to talk to someone or meet them, obviously, like via text, you know, you can gain some do, being some people who are blind and visually impaired. Do you find that there's like voices that you're attracted to, like sexy voices? Oh, is there a type I, of voice? I'm a big voice guy. For yeah. Sure. Like there that will perk my interest. Like if I hear a specific type of voice, uh-huh. like. I don't know. Something in my mind kind of goes to, oh, that girl sounds attractive. Mm-hmm. I must yeah. go and talk to her. Um, and it might be the case. Or, like, just a bubbly personality. There's something about a way somebody presents themselves mm-hmm. through the way they uh, they talk that you can't help but say that person has some charisma or that person right. just seems like she'd be fun to talk to. And so, you know, there are certain people that I'll go up and talk to based off of the tone of voice they're using. Yep. Um and so, yeah, I, I think there definitely is when you hear someone, you it definitely perks your interest because that's what we're using now. Like, well, that's what I'm using yeah. now is my main source of information is, is my ears. And so, um, yeah, I go I go off of voice for sure to, to think about if that's a person I want to go talk to because right. that person sounds like they're having a rough day. Maybe I'll go and say, hey, are you doing okay? Like, what's going on? Um, but it, it definitely... Yeah, the the voice thing is it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah, no. And like Brett said, their personality. Maybe they have a very for me like outgoing personality. Someone if they have things in common, 
you know, for us, like we can't um, look at the person, right? You know, physically. So that that's about the only thing that we, at least for me, that's about the only thing that I can, you know, uh, use. You know, their their personality and their voice. Right. Do you have a celebrity voice crush? Wait, I was just gonna say, yeah, I think vocal tone is very important whether we we probably emphasize it more than others just like it's the equivalent of a facial expression yeah yes absolutely and by by the way everyone this is jose martinez Um, he's our engineer for today um (laughs) he's listening in uh but yeah uh celebrity crush voice it's tough because i I can remember most of them Mm -hmm. what they look what they look like from when you were sighted and so i always liked uh jennifer lawrence sure um and so anything she did in Rachel McAdams were always okay. two that I kind of, yeah, they would be on my list for sure. Sandy? I don't know. Any of the British celebrities. Any of the I British love, celebrities? I love, I love the British slash UK accent. But is it, do you like like the gruff like street accent, like the, like the Cockney or like, or like Idris Elba or is it more like the high, <laughs> the, 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 ben, the Benedict Cumberbatch British accent? Well, Benedict, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is awesome. He's in I Sherlock. Know. Have you ever seen yep. that show? I have. Yeah. It's a very cool show. But yeah. So that would be, that would be my That's pick. That's it. I, I was going to say Sophia Bush, that like ah, yeah. low raspy kind of one, right. one tree hill sultry yeah, voice yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, she was another uh-huh. one for me as well now that you say that yeah if, when you she was in chicago for a little while yeah she, she was, was in chicago, chicago PD, pd or fire one of the two right mm. you might be right it's pd, it's PD. I, I think she right. yeah i think she's leaving the show i don't know I, she is i haven't mm-hmm. I, I don't really keep up with those but. no i don't either yeah that is a voice for sure uh yeah that's a good one so since we are in springtime and it's about ready for us to uh, get moving on to our next thing, uh, I did bring on to our next. Thing. Yes, I, I enjoyed this conversation for sure. Um, there was lots of different things that we covered, uh, and I think we had a good uh, roundabout conversation of getting ready for spring and um, you know covering baseball and travel and then our dating. I think we we I think I'm ready to go out and. Maybe meet some people. What about you guys? Once the weather gets warm. Well, I'm a, I'm a taken man, Brett, but but that's fair. I would be. <laughs> I would be. All right, fair enough. That's yep. Um, thanks you both for joining me on the show. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another on scene show. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs>